0: Batman and Jason Bourne and they're just like tripping over each other I, that
1: was and titty funny. twisters and giving each other <laughs> yeah. like I thought I was like no that's <laughs> friendship right there boys <laughs> that's friendship <laughs> no, you gotta fight dirty Hello and welcome to the What's the Verdict podcast. I'm JJ, your host. I'm here with my co-hosts. First down there on the end is Javier. What's up, Jerks? Next we have Matson. Better Red than Dead. And finally we have Ian. Say some shit. <laughs> he stole that from me because insert here. That's I mean, not I was really. Told to say. I was. <laughs> we just wanted him to say some shit, so he did. All right. So today we're going to be talking about Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, we've all seen it. Some of us multiple times. Vroom vroom. Yeah, there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, we recommend you go see it first, unless you don't really give a shit and then listen away. So yeah, let's get started. First of all, let's just get some overall thoughts, I think, and then we'll get into some deep dives on this specific topics. For me, I just thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I have no other way to say it. I came out and literally told Casey we have to go see that again.
2: For me, I was really excited. I mean, you tell me Cars, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, like I'm there and I was there. I'm very happy. I think
0: that I thought was super cool is Christian Bale came out of his acting of Vice as Dick Cheney, where he was like this big old dude. So apparently, Christian Bale lost like 70 pounds for this film. He's
3: got to wreak havoc going up and down like he
1: does. Right? That. Like it's, it's a very Christian Bale thing to it do. It totally is. He's yeah. going to tell Javier he should probably do that too. I mean, The Replace. Machinist. Wow. If you've ever seen The Machinist, that is like... The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Have you guys seen the machinist? No, I haven't. Holy seen that. shit! We're gonna have to add that to the list. Or him and the fighter and the fighter. fighter but see, yeah. here's the thing: is even though the fighter is as thin and gross as he looked, the machinist he's like ten pounds lighter. Oh, like you dude. can see his ribs, and it's not. It's it's crazy. You can clearly tell that that's what we took away from Chris Fry. Yeah, <laughs> is that Christian Bale was the man can lose weight. The man can change some weight. I you know? just thought that was fast, <laughs>
0: like... He's done that in several movies, but he did it in this one again, and yeah, I just
1: thought that was crazy. I think Javier has a crush on I did. Christian Bale. Who doesn't have a crush on? Christian I don't. Bale. I actually don't yeah, enjoy actually. Christian Bale most of the time. Wow. If I'm being honest, but Pittenness. I loved him in this movie. Hit and
0: miss.
3: So, but yeah, no, I loved it as well. Wanted to watch it again as soon as I finished it. Um, acting is great, and not just like one actor or actor stands out, but
1: they all did awesome. Yeah, so I think the consensus right now is a pretty good movie. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Ian walked us right into acting. So let's talk about the acting. What would you guys think?
2: Oh, Let me go first. I So as you kind of heard me mention, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, that's kind of enough said for me. I thought both actors just played to their parts so well. Matt Damon as Carol Shelby being the charismatic kind of seller, go-getter. And then Christian Bale just being this like sophisticatedly annoying British driver I mean could you have hit it on that the nail on the head any better i the whole character progression throughout the movies were really sold me on this
1: what about you Javier I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I don't think
0: I've ever been like super disappointed with a Matt Damon or Christian Bale performance like and even in some of their shittier movies Fair I'm point. like they're still pretty good to Ian's point I think everyone actually did super well in this actually so I don't know does, what is Christian Bale Actually sound like. Was he using an accent the whole time?
3: Yeah, he kind of, uh, I don't know. It, he had an accent because I believe Ken Miles was British, right?
1: Yes. Well, so is Christian Bale. Yeah. But he was using a deeper slang of British. He did change his natural accent. Okay. His natural accent is not what he was using in the film. Obviously it's not, a, it's like us doing a different American accent, right? But gotcha. he definitely was using a different accent <laughs> than his natural
0: <laughs> I've got mad respect for actors who maintain an accent
1: the whole movie through.
3: Even Matt Damon had a little bit of one as well, right? Yeah, Carol well Shelby was, yeah. was very control.
1: southern. Yeah. So, yeah. and he maintained a good southern accent. I know it sounds stupid, but being from the South, living there for a long time, like it's—I hear it and I go, "That's a shitty accent." But that his wasn't; it was very good.
0: I thought it was pretty subtle. Like he would, yeah, like yeah he would was. pronounce his H's like in wheel, right? Like I thought it was pretty cool.
1: I do want to talk. Obviously, it's pretty quick that we can talk about you know the two main guys. We have Christian Bale and Matt Damon. But I thought. Josh Lucas, the guy that played Leo Beebe, was really good at being a villain. I mean, at the end of the day, let's be honest, Leo Beebe wasn't as bad as they made him out to be, but he made you really just want to punch the guy in the face. Oh, yeah.
3: I I even went back and forth from Henry Ford II, too, for being on his side to, dude, like come on, stop being such a jerk. I don't know, I was back and forth on him. Sometimes I really liked his character. He was a dick. And other times, yeah.
1: Yeah, he was a Well, Madsen said.
3: (laughs) They
0: they had a strong supporting cast. Absolutely. The guy who plays Lee Iacocca, um, and also even his kid Pete is from Wonder. With oh her.
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did a good job. He was kind of the heartfelt, yeah. Individually, that kid's pretty you good. The end. Well,
3: and even the wife Molly when they're in the uh, what are the like the station oh, wagon? Oh, when she's driving like, crazy, crazy, and she's crazy and they're like, <laughs> <"Whoa."> <laughs> "Tell me what, where
0: were we <laughs> you?" I was watching this with my wife, and I actually turned to her and I was like, "I actually really appreciate scenes like that because I think in a lot of movies they make out the wives to be this like crazy chick who's stopping the guy from finding his dream, but this his wife is like, "Don't you dare lie to me, or I will drive us off a fucking <laughs> cliff." And I just really respect. <laughs>
1: that <laughs> and I think
2: for this movie it's important to highlight the acting carried the movie the the, the plot is strong and I, I think it hopefully stays true to kind of the story throughout but it's it's not like this movie has guns or violence or sex or things like that it's just staying true to these characters and I thought they did the job needed to carry the story along what I liked about
0: that is without violence, guns, or sex, it was an exciting movie.
2: And for Javier to say that, guys, the more you get to know him, that's shocking to say. That is shocking. It is. Shocking. It, is shocking. it is. Like,
0: I thought this, I loved this movie. Like, I thought, you know, last time we talked about 1917 being a pretty movie, this was a very pretty movie. Like, when we, when they were recording the race scenes, mm-hmm. like, this was very cool. They were driving in the rain, oh. in the daylight, at night, like. It was they were driving cool cars. And I'm not talking like fast and furious pretty. I'm talking like this was just a well done. Fast and Furious Pretty. Yeah, because you've got sexy cars, the sexy chicks, you know, that's fast and furious. No, this is cool. This was classy pretty classy pretty.
3: What are all the different kinds of pretty Javier? Yeah,
0: there's sexy pretty, there's pretty pretty, (laughs) there's classy pretty, there's pretty cool. (laughs) I think that's it. I love this conversation. Confused.
1: What's all the different pretties? And we lean on Javier for this particular version. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> all right. So we talked about the acting. Obviously, it was really good acting because it did drive a story very well. So let's talk about that. The character progression throughout. I mean, you, when you have this kind of acting, obviously we have a start to these characters and an end to these characters. Talk about the impact that made on you guys as you watch this movie. Uh, I'm going to go first again here. Spoiler
2: alert. Ken Miles dies. So I kind of knew that this was going to happen, but I didn't like, no, no. But man, like when it happened at the end, and we talked about his his kid and how he was always with him. You, You saw that him being a dad, like wanting to involve his son. And his son was there when he died on the test track. I mean, one, what a way to die doing what you love. But two, the journey that it took to get him there and what was accomplished, even though he didn't technically win Le Mans, because they took it from him. And then he was just still doing what he loved and grinding and being who he was and going out that way. Like, it left me leaving the movie knowing that you chase your dreams, and you achieve some of them, others you don't achieve, but it doesn't change who you are. And I really thought the movie epitomized that for me and Ken Miles and uh, Christian Bale hit that home, that his character was someone that worked, cared for his family, and just freaking loved to drive.
0: I think Ken Miles had the coolest character in this whole movie. Of course.
2: Because like,
0: there's a few things like he is, I kind of related to him a lot because he has a short fuse, he's like kind (laughs) of crazy, but he's a great dad, you know, and a great husband. He's willing to give up all of that and just get a nine to five job to support his family at one point in the movie. Anyway, so he's like crazy, right? And he short fuse, and he's told to slow down so they can get that epic picture. And he's basically like, fuck that. And he immediately breaks a lap record. And then he does slow down. And his wife, you know, watching it was like, good for you. Yeah. It's not all about him. And he kind of had that realization on the track. And then he's robbed of the win. And he immediately just starts talking about how to make the car better fast, i just think that is such a cool arc for him that i don't think a few years before that that would have been the same ken miles that we saw
1: no i do too i like that he he goes from having a fight outside the grocery store right. because he's so he's like you're such a bastard because like you didn't take me with you and let me drive and so they're having like this fist fight in the middle of this place they get over it they have a soda pop in the middle of the fucking road <sighs> and then at the end the only thing that you get out of him after he just got screwed is I just got fucked. And then he walks away and goes, how do I make this car cooler? And, and then he just goes back to being him. So I, I definitely agree there. All right, I think it,
3: uh, what I loved about Ken Miles is just, again, that passion that shines through. But not often do you find somebody that gets to do what they love at, like, the peak, you know, to the best of their ability. And I think you get to, like, see that in Ken Miles, which is really awesome. I also thought it was kind of interesting. We kind of touched around, like, what was true to the story and what was kind of embellished and kind of going back to even like peter he really did see his dad die like that would that kind of like hit me hard like wow like what would that be like the characters you, they really hit home you get brought into their life and it was really hard to see kid miles go
2: i thought carol shelby's character was ballsy there's a part where he talks about he basically banked his whole shop on this endeavor this project working and there was times when Henry Ford the second basically pulled the rug out from under him and then he had that meeting with him in his office to basically say you either give me the power or this isn't going to work and then the other time when he took Henry Ford into the Ford GT to show him if he didn't do that then the other character the guy second in the command I can't remember his name if he didn't do that he had to show Henry Ford look this is what you can do and that's i haven't looked this up but i wonder if Henry Ford really cried if that scene was that sorry. scene actually didn't happen i would assume happened. that i would yeah, assume yeah. that was embellished but for the movie's sake i was like damn like yeah, no, but it, it fit his character arc because he rolled the dice and he did it again in Le Mans, whether this is true or not where he took um the stopwatch from the the italian crew <laughs> and he well, he's well, the one that italian. and he's the one that said hey go over seven thousand rpms like do it yeah. make it happen and he rolled the dice again and throughout the movie that's what he did he, he rolled the dice on himself rolled it on Ken miles and just knew we have the people we have the crew
1: i have the vision let's get it done yeah that the, the him getting Ford into a car didn't actually happen but it that scene sticks out so much to me from oh, that movie sweet That you you just kind of go, man, there's not really anything else that you can say. Once you get done and he just... You think he's either going to come out of that and be so livid or... But he was so emotional about how cool that was. And even though it was frightening, like he just loved it. But it it was the heart of Carol Shelby, like you said. And I think... You could see it being true. Absolutely. Well, and he... You know, a lot of the things that they did, they did isolate. They do talk about the fact that they did have a meeting he didn't put him in the car and drive it around, but he did isolate him from Leo Bibi to make sure that they could continue on and and that this was the guy that was going to be the driver. So there was a lot of conversations that they talked about there. But I do love Carol Shelby's progression throughout this because he's such an arrogant prick at the beginning. He just is he's writing checks that his ass can't cash, right? There's... There's a moment where you're like, ooh, how's he going to pull this shit off? And then at He the literally end, sold the same car to three people. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <forgot> about that. <laughs> he's such an arrogant prick. And then at the end, I think the most impactful moment for me throughout the progression of all these characters is when he's talking to Ken Miles' son at the end. And he doesn't even go over to, to Molly. He just sees her on the porch. They nod at each other. And that's the end of that. Like, the original... Carol Shelby, you see in this movie, would have been in there trying to talk and, you know, be the quick talker and smooth everything over. No mo- Even that situation, that's the, that's how I see that as I go. That's a very different person. Entrust to, you know, to this son how cool his dad was and how good of a friend his dad was. And then doesn't have to say anything to their mom. They just look at each other and they know. They communicate just through their, you know, just a little nod and that's the end of it. So I, I really liked his progression as well.
3: And I think with... Was- Christian Bell and Matt Damon, one thing they did an excellent job on was playing off of and interacting with each other, like the relationship between Carol Shelby and Ken Miles it's just super fun to watch. Like, you talked about the fight that they have, the fist fight with the groceries. And There's even one part where, like, Carol Shelby looks at this can of soup and he's like, I could smack him on the head with this can of <laughs> soup, but instead he goes for, like, the, the bag Wonder of bread. bread yeah. <laughs> it starts, like, yeah, with the bag of bread. It's just little, little details like that are super entertaining to see between these two characters, and I think
0: they did an excellent job with in, it. In that scene, I couldn't help but think of, like, both of these actors are well-trained
1: martialists." <laughs> you got, like,
0: <laughs> Batman and Jason and born, and they're just like tripping over each other. I, that
1: was and titty funny. twisters and giving each other, yeah. like I thought, I was like now that's friendship it. right there boys, <laughs> that's friendship. You gotta fight dirty. So yeah, definitely some great great things that the acting led to some uh, really great story arcs. So let's talk about visuals. Visually, what do you guys think about this movie?
0: Oh, I'm gonna repeat myself again. It was a cool, pretty movie. So classy they, pretty. Classy <laughs> pretty. So they had first of all, started with the cars. These were dope cars. Even like Ferrari, who's supposed to be the bad guy, like they had cool cars. But I don't know if you guys noticed, but like the cinematography changed whenever they were racing, and I thought that cinematography was so cool. It was like darker, but the colors were more vibrant. And I thought, like during that scene in Le Mans when they were racing through the rain at Mm -hmm. night, oh, that looked so cool, scary cool.
1: So I have a question because there was one thing that I wasn't a huge fan of. What do you guys think about like? When he went into the break, the break issues both times, that you saw that and you could see them light up. Now, I know less than shit about whether or not that can actually happen. And, like, you actually see them glow red like that. But to me, like, visually, I was bothered by it because I was like, I don't think you'd see that. I think you'd see smoke. And I understand why they did it because they had to have that visual reference for when it happened during Le Mans That you're like, oh, shit, he's about to lose control. But I think there could have been other ways that they did it. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think.
3: I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I, it I didn't, I, I, didn't I didn't go into the depth of, man, is that really what it would look like? I just kind of took it as like, oh, brake failure. Shoot, that's not good. And I thought at night, because they did it at night too, where and it would glow mm-hmm. and so... I thought it was really cool to see, but I, I just kind of took it at face value.
1: You know, this goes to down to my nitpickiness, right? I think the movie was so good and so well done in a in a way that made me feel like everything that they were showing me was real that I couldn't help but go, that just doesn't fit because to me it didn't seem real. But maybe it is real. Like I said, I don't know if your brakes would do that when you go into whatever they called it and your, your brakes are just burning up like that. I don't know either, but it was believable for me because
0: they were going from like 210 miles an hour down to first gear. He was hitting those turns. And, Fair you enough. You know, so like,
2: right, I just want to. So, just literally googling this, the brakes of a car can catch fire for a variety of reasons. With the main causes being improper repairs and careless driving. Brakes can catch on fire when the driver is braking too hard, applying friction to the components when braking the system. So basically, I mean, I don't know if it would exactly look like that, but I know with ceramic brakes and having the holes in there, they're supposed mm-hmm. to vent heat out. So, so yeah, it, if you it, burn them up, that it probably. It, I
1: mean, maybe that's more legit than it wasn't. It was pretty i mean you're sitting there watching and you're like oh look at the pretty orange circle that's gonna come out badly
3: my one one beef and it wasn't so much with like how it was filmed or anything like that but at the end when ken miles is robbed of this victory you know everybody knows that he in the clear could have won it bb has him slow down which i found that was true BB actually yeah. did uh-huh. um have him slow down uh, he was the one that suggested it, but he kind of suggested it out of like, hey, we don't want you guys racing, and one wreck could ruin it all. We want to make sure that we get across the finish line we got first, second, third. Let's make this a team victory. But anyways, as when, um, I think they, I don't know who it what actually was, if it was McLaren. Um, but being that teammate and seeing like 10 miles slow down, go across the finish line altogether, I would have a really, really hard time taking the win that's on a technicality that like yeah. that. Like I would, I'd be like, no, refusing it. I it just That part bugged
0: me It makes me so feel better. McLaren like died guy. like three years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make me feel better.
2: I'm I mean, better don't get thinking. me
1: wrong, though. His kids and all his grandkids all made a shit ton of money on his name, though.
2: Yeah. I wonder true. if the, the other drivers I mean, like McLaren just thought Ken Miles was a dick and they just didn't like him and... Because I know some of them didn't like him. It sure. was just better. You from about
0: what I understand, cost. the idea was like this was a whole conspiracy from the beginning,
2: and that like McLaren may have
0: been a part of that from the beginning. So he might have been unrepentant.
1: It's possible. I think everything that I've read. Because this was another thing this movie did to me. I walked out of the theater I was like I need to know more about the real story. Yeah, you know. You know so I, I read a ton about it, and I there's so many different. St- sides of that story right the one thing i picked up from reading is that leo bb while he was a dick wasn't like a conspiratorial dick according to everybody that talks about that
0: it. sounds exactly <laughs> like
1: what a conspiratorial dick was <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. if it was him saying that i would you know i'd agree with you but it was all of the people around him that used to say that so but who knows i mean no matter what these drivers know the rules of Le Mans, right like there's got to be somewhere along the line that these other two guys knew that there was going to be an issue with who actually won this thing and and I'm kind of with you. I don't know.
0: Do they though? Because maybe it kind not. of Sounded like they were bringing out new rules every year.
1: Wow, well, that's fair. I mean, I think any sporting event like that, the rules change, right? So yeah, maybe so you're do not they wrong. Move- well, to me, I was still confused. It took me a long time to read. I came out going, now, wait a minute. Because he drove farther, they had to drive the same damn distance. But I, it, it took me a while to read and finally figured out why. Because they crossed at the same time, he actually won. I also thought he was ahead. laps ahead. What happened?
0: And I, I, what I was reading was that he lost that head start because of his brake change. Interesting. But he did lose a lap because of the brake change. Yeah, but only a lap. Right? But he was only a lap ahead of those guys. No, in the movie, Lee Agu- Lee Iacocca explains that he's laps ahead. And I think he was four laps ahead of the next Ford car.
1: Four laps? I don't know. I'd have to go back, have to go back and read go back again. Because if he was that far ahead, I, I, again, I don't know how it would plan out. Now, I'm sure he lost a little bit when he let them catch up. I don't know. The whole thing's so confusing even when you read about it. Google. I know. Google's great. Taking
2: us back to the original point of just like the visuals to kind of round things out, uh, I really enjoyed where they had the test track uh, back in the, the desert and just the visuals of these really... Brightly painted cars, the fast speeds, the orange cones, and just the scene of kind of Ken Miles dying in this test track, and all you see you don't even see the wreck, you just see the smoke, and you know that everyone starts to freak out and they, they get in the car and kind of run out there. That was pretty impactful to me. You know, this isn't a visual, but the sound of the
0: cars. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Oh, we were
2: gonna like... talk about the music. Yeah. I would just say it's the music of the engine. Oh the
0: music. They could have no soundtrack uh-huh. and it's just the revving of these cars that would be enough for me.
1: well and that's a you know it's a fair point that you say because i don't remember the music at all which I is don't. strange for yeah, me, me because i'm such a music guy that usually that sticks with me but i don't remember what music was playing in this movie but i'll tell you i do remember the sounds like in le mans during that race like you can hear just a subtle hint of the crowd you can hear the raindrops like they played such a, an intense version of this high definition sound and the cars every time they're screaming around even when his brakes goes out and he crashes into the hay along the side like all that sound was so impactful it yeah. just kind of put you in the movie really even well. when Ke-
0: ken miles is listening in through the radio <sighs> and you hear the cars like going around the track yeah i'm like oh man that attention to detail with these cars is Mm -hmm. so cool
1: yeah and i love that it wasn't just easy to hear them right so like you had to fight kind of to listen because they left all the ambient noise in which is real right it's not like that's just coming through crystal clear like we're sitting here in this half silent room it's you know it's there's a lot of noise going on so i really like that it was very good sound engineering for sure sweet so let's do this we're uh coming up on ending time. We've got a few minutes left. Let's go around and uh, each one of us kind of talk about our recommendations. We'll give a rating. We'll see how well that sticks. But let's give our verdicts, you know. Let's give a, guys, let's say 1 to 10 rating and whether you'd see it a second or for those of us that are overzealous a third or fourth time.
0: <laughs> Am I I'm, starting? Yeah,
1: Javier, we'll start with you.
0: Yeah, I would watch this movie again. I think this is totally worth watching for like all the reasons we talked about. I would watch it again. Um, out of a rating, I would probably give this like an 8.5, maybe a 9. Out of 10 Like I really Enjoyed this one yeah. This might be one of my favorites
1: It's a good one
2: uh, For me Mattson here Definitely think It's worth watching Again for the soul fact I've seen it once But there's a lot of things I wanted to look up And to determine What's what's real What's not real Learn more about These characters And for that alone That's definitely Going to lead me To rewatching this movie And I think it'll Do the same for you Like uh, JJ was talking about You leave the theater Wanting to know more and immediately you're like, oh, that's that's what the, the Cobra is about. These all these custom Mustangs and things that you see. And you're like, I just I need to learn more about Carroll Shelby. I need to learn more about Ken Miles and what happened to his son and things like that. So for that fact alone, definitely worth a rewatch along with the acting and just the sound and the visuals. Uh, rating for me, I think I'm going to go... Uh, a solid seven uh, really my problem my only knock in the movie is there's times when it can it runs a little long for me um, and just knowing that time investment um, that's why I would I've knocked it a little bit but overall worth a watch solid seven um, definitely something I'm gonna watch again. Boo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that kind of surprising um, for me I will be watching this one again uh, so I definitely recommend others do and I, even other people family members various walks of life I've yet to find somebody who hasn't really enjoyed this movie so it's worth watching worth watching a second time um as far as the rating i'm probably up there with javier in a like nine range eight to nine range uh just it there wasn't anything that i walked away from going like i didn't enjoy this part of that movie so i uh, definitely would recommend watching it again
1: I'm right there with you guys. I would definitely. I can't even say that I would watch it a second time. I'd watch it a fourth time. In fact, I know I'm going to. Um, Casey's been out of town for the whole week, so I watched it again. I don't know. Was it Thursday that I told you guys it was available on Prime? So on Thursday night, I watched. As soon as I got home, I was like, Yeah, let's do it. And then I'm gonna be watching it again tonight. I invited Casey's back home. She got home last night, so she's like, We got to watch this movie again. I'm like, Okay, we'll do it. And I'm excited for it. That's the crazy part. Like, I I don't usually. I'm not a rewatcher a lot, but this movie. Times. seems like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can no, I just say one way. more thing? Sure.
1: Like, I think as far
0: as the plot goes, I really like movies where the good guy doesn't necessarily win. And mm-hmm. I think they did really well with that, where it doesn't feel like a broken movie, but the ending isn't what you wanted it to be. And sure. I, I think that's
1: cool. Bring us on with your rating, JJ. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a solid nine. I kind of, I do agree that the one knock I do have, the reason it's not a 10 for me is because it's a two and a half hour movie. And I feel like there's probably about... 10 15 minutes, they could have cut from it and it wouldn't have impacted the movie at all. Agreed. Yes. That being yeah. said, I still think it's probably top five movies for me in all time just because of how much I get excited to watch it the fourth time as much as I did the first and second. So see, I'm
2: excited for this rating system because you guys will find I think I'm going to be pretty tough, but I'm excited to see how we hold ourselves. I'm either like system.
0: an 8.5 or a 9 or like a 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, like, there's no, <laughs> I could see that. Extremes. There's no in between. Like, if here. I could rate 1917 <laughs>
1: again, it would be a 2. Ooh, that's rough. See, I'd <laughs> be a 6. But we digress. Yeah, we do digress. Ford vs.
2: Survive, ladies and gentlemen, go see it, see it again. Great movie. Yep. Go check it out, and that's
1: the verdict.